It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Redskins. Your daily Washington Redskins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. It is the Locked On Redskins podcast, episode number 332. Good to have you with us. I'm your host, Chris Russell. As always, you can follow the podcast and all sorts of Redskins information, news, stories, video cuts, interviews, all sorts of great stuff, plus all the podskin, uh, podskin, podcast links you can handle uh, at Locked Redskins. At Locked Redskins is how you follow the podcast on Twitter for all sorts of Redskins and NFL news and information. Now, if you want the entire NFL landscape, one easy way to do it is at Locked On NFL Net. At Locked On NFL Net on both Twitter and Instagram. Locked On NFL Net is how you get full NFL coverage along the way. If you want to email me, you can do so. Russellmania09 at gmail.com. That's Russellmania09 at gmail.com. Coming up, we will hear from head coach Bill Callahan as well. Case Keenum, the starting quarterback, who had the day off on Wednesday dealing with a shoulder and a foot, was back at practice on Thursday for the Washington Redskins. All right, so let's get to this from the very start. There's been a lot of talk about, and we've done it, uh, between here and the Google News initiatives, uh, Jay Gruden, Kyle Shanahan, Trent Williams. Boy, there's been a lot of focus on everything but the football team. And maybe that's a good thing. They're one in five. The Redskins are off of their first win of the year. A win is a win is a win is a win. Uh, right? 17-16, hanging on for dear life against the Miami Dolphins, who were hapless and pathetic and played their asses off. Uh, and, you know, obviously... The Redskins are not a good team. Nobody needs to tell you that. You know that. If you're a Redskins fan, you know that. If you're a casual observer, you know that uh, as well. But there have been, again, and continue to be, some good stories that have come out of Redskins Park. Terry McLaurin, two touchdown catches on Sunday in Miami. A big catch from the shadow of his own end zone. Great throw by Case Keenum. Good aggressive call by Kevin O'Connell. McLaurin has not played at all on special teams unless I missed a snap somewhere along the way, and maybe I did, but at last check he didn't. That's what he was largely drafted for publicly, and instead he's their clear and beyond clear number one wide receiver. What he told the media is that ideally, preferably, he'd rather not be called Scary Terry. Uh, He's such a well-thought well-rounded guy, um, you know, but he's not in he's not in love with the whole scary Terry thing. Apparently, Case Keenum gave him that name, and I know Morgan Moses has referred to him. You know, like some people in his high school, and um, he, but apparently, he's he's not in love with it. 
according to John Kahn of ESPN, his high school coach in Indianapolis said, quote, we laughed a bit, a little bit, uh, because he's not scary anywhere except on the field. He is scary because of his 4-3-5 speed and his versatility. Again, 23 catches, five games he missed a game. He's averaging 17.74 yards per catch. That's sixth highest in the NFL. Eight of his uh, 23 receptions have gone for at least 23 yard, uh, 20 yards. Excuse me. He's really the one main bright spot that can get you excited and can keep you interested. That doesn't mean he's going to have a big game every um, every week, but he just doesn't necessarily love the whole Scary Terry thing. Um, so maybe we can come up with a different nickname. Um, he's okay. He's okay with it, but kind of let, let's come up with a better one. Somebody suggested touchdown Terry. I like that. I like that. How about TD Terry. Maybe a little bit better. I like TD Terry. What can we come up with? Help Terry McLaurin out. You can email me, russellmania09 at gmail.com, or you can uh, tweet the podcast at Locked Redskins. I'll try and get to some of those responses and repost them. Uh, as well. So that was one thing I wanted to address off the top. The other thing that I wanted to get to, and this comes from a pure football perspective, right, is this. Chris Thompson is going to likely miss this game. He did not practice Wednesday, Thursday. Chris Thompson in this particular game, that's a huge loss. Not only do the Redskins only have Wendell Smallwood and Adrian Peterson in terms of running backs that have been here, Josh Ferguson was just signed the other day. Uh, I mean, he probably is going to play because Chris Thompson is not going to play, uh, barring a miracle um, recovery here with the turf toe. They worked out Capri Bibbs, who was here for several games last year and was very effective, but they chose Ferguson over him. They didn't work out Byron Marshall, uh, who's still a free agent. Darius Geis isn't close to being able to return yet because of being on IR. He won't come back until after the bye week, he can start practicing shortly. Bryce Love is not there, so they signed Ferguson, and again, he'll probably have to be in uniform, but much like with Smallwood in week one, you know, how much can you expect out of a guy who, again, just got here a couple of days ago? Once again, the Redskins find themselves incredibly big, unless they want to sign back Samaj P. Ryan, who was cut Late in camp, at the cut down to 53. Now, remember, P. Ryan was a big Jay Gruden guy. Jay Gruden no longer here. I don't know what Bill Callahan uh, thought. It's hard to think that Bill Callahan was in love with Samaj P. Ryan, but maybe he was. Maybe he was. And maybe they can then sign him because he knows the system better than Ferguson. I don't know what's going to happen here. Uh, maybe a move like that might happen on Saturday. I'm not sure. Uh, but the bottom line is, is the Redskins are going to be thin. And one of the reasons why this is such a big focus for me, is I thought Chris Thompson was going to have a chance via the natural screen game and certainly the check down route to have a big catch volume day for you fantasy guys, certainly uh, for the overall health of the Redskins offense, maybe a chance to break one, bust a tackle, take one to the house, whatever, or be an effective third. Remember, he's a good pass protector, Thompson is. He's a good check down. And he's a natural screen option, which the Redskins are going to need. You know, we can talk about the run game. We can talk about the short passing game. We can talk about this. We can talk about that. The Redskins need to start getting that short, crisp passing game. 
Andy Reid style with the Kansas City Chiefs. Others, um, Tom Brady and the Patriots, Josh McDaniels, where they use the running back not just as a last resort, which is how the Redskins did a lot of stuff under Jay Gruden, but more importantly, by design, where they have to start targeting these guys as the initial read, as the first read, throw them a little screen in the flat and see what they can do. The problem is, is again, when you don't have Chris Thompson, how can you do that right now? Again, I'm expecting him not to play in practice uh, early on in this week, or not early on, Wednesday and Thursday. Uh, we'll see about how, if he gets ruled out definitively by Bill Callahan, that is the full expectation. But that was going to help them against this ferocious pass rush of the San Francisco 49ers. I mean, Eric Armstead, you've got Bosa. Look, the Redskins are going to struggle in this area. There is no doubt about it. They are going to struggle to run their offense. Their offensive line, no penalties last week, ran for over 140 yards, uh, no sacks. Guess what? That ain't going to be the way the, that the case this week. I mean, the only chance that you have, the only chance that you have is that Robert Saleh's defense comes in here under Kyle Shanahan, and they are basically feeling themselves, if you will, from last week's dominant performance in Los Angeles, and they take the Redskins lightly. That's the only chance you have, quite honestly. So I think it's a huge loss to not have Chris Thompson, much bigger than any other game, because I thought that was the only way you were going to be able to contend with this 49er defense. Speaking of which, we'll have Eye on the Enemy coming up shortly, along with Bill Callahan and a little bit from Case Keenum. All to come right here on the Locked on Redskins podcast. I'm Chris Russell. Good to have you with us. This is episode number 331 of the Locked on Reds. I'm sorry, 332. Excuse me, 332 of the Locked on Redskins podcast. Uh, And wanted to tell you guys right here on LOR about the good people at Roman. The folks at Roman, a men's health company, are changing the game with Roman Swipes, the secret to longer-lasting sex. Get $10 off your first order of swipes and free two-day shipping at GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNFL. GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNFL for your $10 off your first order, plus free two-day shipping right here on LOR. At the end of a hard week, it's great to sit down, take some time off, and watch some football. Game-winning touchdowns on two-minute drives, running backs racing down the sidelines with nobody to stop them. There's nothing else like the NFL, and there's no better way to make the games even more exciting than betting on them, guys. So do the smart thing and go to mybookie.ag. No one gives you more ways to win than they do. MyBookie's got the fastest payouts and better lines than any other sportsbook. Don't forget, where you're betting is just as important as who you're betting on, and MyBookie.ag is the best in the business. It's where I play, so you should too. Do the smart thing. If you're going to bet on football this season, and many of you are, bet with MyBookie. If you're the kind of guy that likes to bet a little, win a lot, try a parlay. No matter how you bet the NFL season, is the best time of the year. So join now and MyBookie will double your first deposit. Use the promo code Locked On to activate the offer, guys. That's promo code Locked On and visit MyBookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. 
Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is episode number 332 of the Locked On Redskins Podcast. Let's hear from interim head coach Bill Callahan meeting with reporters on Thursday at Redskins Park. Today we just really focused on third down, really worked on uh, a lot of different situations and scenarios uh, within that situation. Um, need a lot of work yet. Uh, hopefully the work that we did today will translate to the game, but uh, that's certainly uh, one of the areas that we work are working on to improve, and uh, uh, our team did a pretty good job working at it. And uh, like I said, we got to translate it to the game. but. Uh, that's really was the main focus today in practice, just trying to get better at situation football and uh, whether it was mixed downs or whether it was third down. Uh, and that's, that, that was really the gist of it. And I thought uh, the team responded well and we got a lot of good work. So, Before I get uh, to my question, I just wanted a little quick injury rundown situation. Case was back out there today. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Josh Norman did not see him on the field. Was he? Mm-hmm. Is he still unable to go? Mm-hmm. Correct. Okay. And then I guess Chris Thompson. Any update on him? No, it's the same. He's day to day. Yeah. Um, you guys signed a fullback this week. Mm-hmm. I'm just curious your philosophy mm-hmm. on that position and what you envision for for him. Yeah. Well, you know, we can utilize them in, in a 21 personnel package or a 22 personnel package. Uh, you know, and just find different ways to uh, feature the running game and the passing game. And uh, we think uh, Burton's the type of guy that can come in and fill that role. You know, it's just uh, added grouping that a defense has to prepare for. Uh, I don't think that's any secret. Uh, So what we try to do is, you know, just uh, find an inventory of plays and packages that we can utilize and and go forth with it. You know, we we had uh, Quite a few uh, situations in training camp with with uh, 21 when we had 21 personnel and and when we had a fullback and that was good work for us and we kind of like it you know you can run the ball a little bit more physically up inside in terms of your lead type run actions and run plays and uh, I just think it gives you a totally different dimension so it's uh, it's good to have a fullback on the team and let's see if uh, we can utilize them successfully. Going. Back to Josh, uh, just is it his thigh that's bothering him? And then is, do you expect him to practice tomorrow or anything? Yeah, we're just, you know, just monitoring him day to day and just kind of backed him down so he can, you know, get his, you know, get full speed, you know, by the end of the week and pretty hopeful that'll be that way. Just to piggyback on the fullback conversation, mm-hmm. if Chris Thompson can't go, you only have two tailbacks on mm-hmm. the roster. Mm-hmm. Is, are you comfortable with, with that on Sunday? We'll see. You know, we're, it's we've got a little time. You know, so a lot of those decisions are, are made at the later part of the week, as we all know. So there's always, you know, a chance that you know we bring somebody up or keep stay right where we're at with uh, with the Chris's situation. So you know, it's it's fluid. How do you think Craig's game, Craig Reynolds' game has come mm-hmm. along? You know, it's been a while since we've seen him in preseason, mm-hmm. but um, he's been practicing every day. 
Yeah, I think as a practice squad player, he's done a nice job. And we acquired another practice squad player the other day in Josh Ferguson. So uh, it's good to get a little bit more you know, depth at the position, of course, with, with uh, adding the fullback too. So we're interchanging all those guys, and uh, not only in the running game, but uh, you know, u- utilizing these guys on special teams as well. So they got value in all areas. So uh, yeah, to answer your question, you know, uh, Josh has done well. Uh, uh, Ferguson has done well. Um, I'm trying to think, um, yeah, Reynolds is is an interesting back, you know, because he, he comes from a small school. Uh, he he did flash in camp, and all we wanted to see was more consistency out of his play, and and I think he's shown that, you know, in the last month and a half. Uh, you know, he can catch the ball well. He's solid in protection. You know, he's good as a as a zone runner. He can also feature him in the gap game. So I like his versatility. Uh, I like what he brings to our club, and there's always that possibility that he could come up, you know, if needed. Eric Flowers is a guy you've worked closely with ever since he arrived. What do you make of his development at left guard just throughout the season and where he started back at camp? I think Eric's come a long ways. Um, I remember going back to uh, OTAs. When he came in, we wanted to feature him as a guard, and uh, we had a number of injuries at the time that prevented him from – being in that slot and of course we were missing tackles at that time as well so uh, we started him out at left tackle and he received probably about 90 percent of the work in OTA at tackle then we went into training camp and he continued to work at tackle and so um, it wasn't until late in training camp that we really actually got him uh, true guard reps on a consistent basis so that has really helped and uh, it, it, it helped in that sense to get him to work, but he was still behind. And so the strides that he's made from at the end of training camp when we returned back uh, to Ashburn until where he's at right now uh, has been really, really good. Uh, he just hasn't had all the opportunities that we would have loved to have, have him had back in the early days where we could have, or in OTAs in summer where we could have really trained him and he could have gotten more experience. So I guess what I'm trying to say is he's come a long ways in a very short period of time. And uh, to his credit, he brings a lot of versatility, uh, physicality. He brings a lot of size at the position. There's a couple plays in the Miami game when you see him pull off tackle. He did a great job coming around the edge, picking up a backer and finishing him off. He's getting better in the screen games. He's getting better in space. And that's always hard for a big man. And, uh, you know, he gives you that, that dimension of pass protection where he's, he's wide, he's square, he's long, uh, he's got range, and he's getting more of a feel for that position, playing it quicker and faster. Because when you go from outside to inside, things happen so much quicker and so much faster, and the players are so much more active that he's, that he's uh, matched up against. It always presents that challenge. So, like I said, he's come a long ways in a short period of time, and he continues to get better. And, and hopefully we can, uh, you know, still develop him, you know, to be one of the top cards in this league. I think he could be as he moves forward. Kind of following up on that, I don't, I don't know how much of this was your call versus Jay's call versus a front office call at the time, but do you wish that you guys had brought in someone else to fill those tackle reps so that you could have started that transition sooner? Uh I think uh, the way it all played out, I think uh, we're, we're satisfied where we're at. Um, 
The other contingency with Eric was that he could always go back to tackle. So we felt that if we ever got in a pinch, we could always put him there. Um, as well as this, as well as the scenario we're in right now. So if we ever felt that we needed an emergency fourth tackle, you know, and we, we would play Jerron Christian first. But if we ever got in that scenario where we needed another tackle, if, if a player went down, got injured, then we'd still feel good about Eric, you know, fulfilling that role. And I think he has pretty good understanding that we would bump him out there in the event of emergency. And unrelated to that. Uh, these past two Thursdays, you've been heavy on the situational work, as you mm -hmm. told us today, was very heavy on third down. Mm -hmm. How much do the situations that you want to focus on change from week to week, mm -hmm. or do you think there will be a consistency to Thursday is, is third down every single week, or are you going to kind of pick a new situation to, to try to round out that, that practice plan? Well, we look at it week to week, and uh, whatever we need to get better at, that's really the focus. So uh, we'll always work on third down, but it's just a matter of, how much we want to increase the rep count, whether we want to focus on six reps or maybe we need 10 or even 12 for that matter. So whatever increment that we're you know, not doing well in or we need work on or there's a focus on the opponent where we need work in a certain situation against particular fronts and coverages, we'll make it that focus. All right, that is interim head coach Bill Callahan. I'm Chris Russell. Let's get you a couple of quick numbers on this San Francisco 49er defense. Why don't we, right? They're really good. Of course, Richard Sherman, you know that on the back end. Uh, you know that they built this defense to be fast, aggressive, physical. They are number two in the NFL in terms of total yards allowed per game at 237.4. Yards per play allowed, number two in the NFL. 4.29. Rushing yards per game, 87.2. That's sixth in the NFL. 4.07 yards per rushing play. That's 11th in the NFL. Passing yards per game, 150.2. That's number one in the NFL. 4.91 yards passing per play. That's number two in the NFL. Interception rate, 4.58%. That's number two in the NFL. Sacks per pass attempt, 11.11. .11. That's number three in the NFL. First downs per game allowed, 13.0. That's number two in the NFL. Oh my goodness. A punt return average allowed of 0.5. That's number one in the NFL. Richard Hightower doing a great job, former Redskin assistant and a good dude. 0.5. Five punt yards allowed as a return average. That's insane. 29.51 on third down defense, number four in the NFL. 11.11% on fourth downs, number three in the NFL. Red zone, tied for first, 25%. God, how in the world are the Redskins going to even move the football? I mean, this could be a disaster. 37.5% percent goal to go that's number two 12.8 points per game 12.8 points per game the 12.8 number two in the nfl only behind the new england patriots we'll have offensive numbers for you eye on the enemy style coming up uh in episode number 333 we will bring you another edition before the weekend is out that will be next we will hear from redskins quarterback case keenum 
Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, straight out to Redskins Park for Redskins quarterback Case Keenum. He missed practice on Wednesday, was full go on Thursday. He'll be under center on Sunday against that ferocious 49er defense. Case Keenum. When we talked to you after the game the other night, you were frustrated then with knowing that you left some stuff on the field. Just curious if you had a chance to watch the tape, what are some things that, that stuck with you that you're really working on this week? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, a few of my progressions, um, you know, my eyes were in a bad place. Um, you know, they mixed up some looks and did some stuff, disguising some things. But, uh, you know, still, that's no excuse. I, I need to be sharper, especially on third down. Um, you know, the way, we were, the way we were able to run the ball and get to, uh, the third downs we had, I think uh, making sure we convert and stay on the field and uh, our defense is playing like that. we got to keep them on the sideline and, you know, let them come out, get a three and out or whatever it is, and then a turnover. And we gotta, we got to make sure we score, put, put points on the board when they, when they do what they do. And we saw again in the kind of got-to-have-it situations, whether it's time for a shot play, you guys are going to really pull one, obviously backed up. You looked at Terry, and that's, that's been your guy this year. Have you ever had a rookie that has that kind of confidence from you as a quarterback? Um, you know, I've played with a lot of guys, um, you know, that, uh, you know, really talented. Um, you know, Cortland Sutton was one of those guys uh, as a rookie. DeAndre Hopkins, I played with him as a rookie. Um, and, yeah, he's, he's special. Uh, Terry is, man. He's, he's right in the group of, um, you know, really, really talented receivers in this league. Um, not just rookie uh, receivers in this league. So uh, we're fortunate to have him, and, you know, I, I enjoy throwing him the football. Between Reed going on IR and Vernon's, Vernon missing these past couple weeks and Cunningham even going down to Miami, it, tight end's been kind of a, a shuffle for you. How hard has that made your job, and what does an offense miss when you aren't able to kind of go to that tight end consistently week to week? Um, yeah, it's tough, but, uh, you know, I think those guys we got going have, have done a great job uh, of stepping in. I mean, you hate it for Jerome, man. He, he came in uh, with little time that he had and had a big impact on a lot of plays. So uh, it's unfortunate, but, uh, you know, that's another guy's opportunity. That's how I got my first opportunity in this league was through an injury. So, um, you know, you hate it for some guys, but, you know, some guys it's a, it's a great opportunity for their careers, for their lives. So uh, I'm excited for those young guys that uh, – um, you know, are now getting a chance to, to get going. Not to sound too simple here, but how's your foot? Uh, it's good. It's a lot better. It's a lot better. And I think that was, you know, part of the plan of yesterday. Um, you know, so, um, you know, I think uh, coming up, uh, you know, the games we have here, um, being healthy is, is paramount. So it, it feels a lot better. As a guy that's fought for everything in his NFL career, what's your reaction when they tell you you're getting a rest day? Um, you know, I, I, I like to practice. I really do. But uh, I like feeling I like feeling better um, on Sundays. So I think that's uh, you know that's that's important. Um, so uh, working working smarter as well as working harder. Um, and I've gotten a lot of mental reps in this league. Um, you know, I've been able to play on Sundays. So I know that that's you know a lot of what the game is about. 
Coach Callahan said it was primarily rest, but they had your shoulder listed mm-hmm. on the injury report as well. Is anything new there? Was that from the Miami game? Uh, yeah, from the game. I mean, it's a combination of things. You know, I think uh, uh, when, you know, something, you know, you're not feeling right somewhere else, you know, somewhere else on the chain, you know, tends to get overworked. So um, it's a good, uh, it's good day to, to get back to 100%. With almost two weeks now with Bill running practice, you guys kind of feel yourselves in a rhythm, a routine. Granted, not everything's different, but there are some different aspects to the way he's running things. Yeah, the second time through, you know, this is our second Thursday practice with him. I think we can ex- know what to expect a little bit more when we go out on the field. So, um, you know, there's that, and I think that, that uh, creates some comfort. Um, and uh, so I think it's good. And that's Redskins quarterback Case Keenum. That's going to do it for us right here on the Locked on Redskins podcast. Thanks for being with us. Adios. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked on NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.